Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. First of all, Conan O'Brien is apparently copying us again. Jerk. He's he's launching a podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Whatever. Just so you know, we have a long long-standing feud with Conan O'Brien. He is unaware of it. Um as was I, but at, now. And as he is unaware of me. Um and it's, now it's really just more of a mental feud that I've had with him for a number of years. Um I've never told anybody about it. Um I, I thought I'd mention that? it now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But right. but like I mean now it's out there. Now he knows. Conan, uh contact me. You you probably don't know how because um It's rough. Yeah. Well, I I um, happened upon this, or it happened upon me. You know, I never know if I'm actually finding something on my own or if an algorithm has decided, show her this. She'll go for it. Kind of kind of like how Facebook yes, advertises yes, with you. Yes, I'll just be like, I'm thinking of cheese. And then suddenly it'll be like, buy Velveeta Slice. And I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm, I know, whoa. it's creepy. So uh, Adam and I watch TV unlike a lot of other people. It's all streaming. And so I was unaware that this had aired on TBS, TNT, or is airing, whatever. For me, I'm watching all of it on Netflix. It's called Conan Without Borders. And it is spectacular and spectacularly funny. He goes to Israel and Palestine and Mexico. (laughs) They do not want to pay for a wall. Honestly, I don't I don't know of an instance that I really ever thought that Conan wasn't fun. like everything I have ever seen him do. Like, however, some people felt about like his Tonight Show run, mm-hmm. which I thought was hysterical and brilliant. Like was I apparently didn't draw Jay Leno numbers. I loved him. Yeah. On the Tonight I Show. Too. Loved him on Conan on TBS. Loved him on what was it? The late. The Late Late Show? Mm-hmm. Was that trying to... I, I, I Everywhere I have ever seen his... Uh, what I was enjoy it? him immensely. Legally prohibited from being funny on television tour. Like, mm-hmm. Conan O'Brien... Like, he came to Nashville not too long ago and, like... Didn't call us. If I could have... Well, I mean, that long-standing feud. Exactly. Um, if, I, if I could have spared, like, the that money, like, I, I would have definitively been there to see mm-hmm. that. Would have loved to have seen him live. Well, what happened behind this is you're going to get, as he says, a one minute and 32 second um, history. Yes, he took all of the history of the Middle East with graphics. Boom, 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 boom. And kind of you got the idea of what was happening. And he says, and I'm going to solve it all. So part of his idea is truly humanitarian because he feels that if people of different cultures can just sit down and talk to each other, they'll find that they are more alike than different and that governments are a whole different situation than people talking to people. I think that's a fair assumption. Yes. So there is that going on. And the stuff that he gets to do is just, um, most of it's hilarious. Uh, It was so funny to me to see him go from one country where he keeps telling them how famous he is, and they're like, uh-huh, 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 whatever. And then he goes to another country, like South Korea. South Korea, he was a rock star. Like, the, the airport was jammed. And then elsewhere, it's like, hey, I'm famous. And they're like, uh-huh. Which is, 
when you think about like his reasonably like humble like beginnings, mm-hmm. and I mean like, what was it? Was it Harvard or Yale? I want to say he was Yarvard. I don't. That's I don't n- that's not a place. Huh. It, it's I like the Simpsons. He has a. He's very smart. Yes. Uh, writer on the Simpsons, like go back. It's it's early Simpsons. Like, and, and I, I don't want to say this and to imply that it's not, but like, it's good Simpsons. Like, yes, are, no, it's great Simpsons. It is. Like, occasionally you get it's bits Phil of Hartman brilliance now. Yes, like first nine years Simpsons. That's when Conan was there. Like, yeah. just uh, and like you can almost pinpoint the jokes that he wrote, like mm-hmm. in those episodes. Um, eventually goes on to get uh, Letterman's gig from him after he graduates up. Do you want to call it that? To uh, CBS, like relative unknown at that point. Like several like high profile people were going to get that gig. And then they give it to this guy named Conan Mm O'Brien who nobody, nobody knew. I remember it's like, he's that guy from The Simpsons. That's all we knew. That was, yeah. The Simpsons. So in this, his... Interacting with people, spectacular. He runs through some jokes in Israel with a mother and daughter older. And he says, you know, like, you're supposed to laugh there. And so this woman who looks about 65 goes, ha, 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 And then she sits there quietly. And goes, <laughs> it just took him so by surprise. Little things like that are happening through the whole thing. And it's, it's interesting. I mean, I always like to see other cultures because... Uh, I don't want to go and travel somewhere that is far away from my home because no. that's not me. The, my idea of what I want to do is definitively not 21 hours in a plane. Yes. Like, I don't I don't like going five minutes across town in my car. Yes. And I like this is with me climate controlling it and playing the music mm. that I want to hear. I'm still just kind of like, oh, but I love seeing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll watch it. If you will put it on my screen. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do I that. Think that's awesome, and I would love to have tasted some of that food. It some of it looked great. I, okay, the he, the octopus that he wanted to take home as a pet, they wouldn't let him. But uh, there's a lot of comedy to be had, and a lot of real moments as well. It's not all just played for laughs, but I will say it is ninety percent very funny, and you're gonna pick something up and learn something. I think a lot of what we had said about uh, Letterman on his show on Netflix, just basically that like whenever you take the constraints down of them having to put it into a certain amount of time, Mm -hmm. advertise this. These are just two legitimately funny men. Yes. Conan O'Brien, like honestly, just listening to his opinions on things like letting him pontificate about any kind of subject matter like He's interesting, regardless yes. of what you're letting him do. And it was very interesting to, he was uh, approached by, and I'm going to get it wrong, but he goes on both sides, Palestine and Israel, and there were protesters on one side, and he had planned to go to a refugee camp, and I guess they didn't know who he was, and they just saw a crew. And so how he talks to them and in another situation, he's in Haiti. And again, there are people who just see a film crew. They don't know who he is. And they think that, oh, Americans are coming here to show how awful Haiti is and not show how good it is, which that is the precise opposite of what he was planning to do. He was planning to show off how good the people are and things like that. So it is it is a little bit of a, a travel show and a lesson. And uh, he dances a lot. 
There's Conan a lot Love. of comedy. Well, if you've ever watched his yes. opening monologue. I mean, he's in Israel. He goes to the Dead Sea where some people cover themselves in mud. Uh, then he goes and plays a white piano. And he goes up to this young girl, a young woman. And he said, so, was I more attractive before or after I was covered in mud? And she says, after. <laughs> so he says, for me to be attractive in this country, I have to be covered in mud. He sought out a guy in the crowd who looked like the only Israeli man who did not work out. And when the guy took a picture of Conan and the guy's girlfriend and his hand was shaking a little bit, he turned to the girlfriend and said, it's because the phone's too heavy and he's weak. <laughs> you got stuff like that going on, just things that clearly are not scripted. There are some scripted bits, but it's a good show. And... I couldn't tell you if there's language. There's certainly no nudity. If there's language, it went right over me. But it's a really good show, and it is currently on Netflix, and I enjoy it immensely. But, uh, yeah, you do have to binge it. Yeah, that's you a, do. It's, it's Conan. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. yeah, it really is. There aren't a gajillion of them, but it's certainly worth it. Now, you... You... I've been watching the reason why anyone has all access for CBS, and that is Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Well, right now that is the only reason. the The upcoming, <laughs> what is it? The uh, Section Thirty One, the Picard series, like the that's new. That's what it's called now, Section Thirty One. It's going to be it. It's that. That's what it's based on. Like the, basically, that's like Starfleet's like Black Ops. Like mm-hmm. they do. They do the dirty stuff that, like you know. It's not about seeking out new life and new okay. civilization. So in in that world, Picard will have retired from captaining, and he does black ops now. He's... No, 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 no. That the, there is a Section Thirty One series and a Picard oh, series. Oh, I thought no, I didn't... Picard is not. No, 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 no. The uh, <laughs> the captain from the first season of Discovery, the uh, Mirror Universe. Yes. Um, Captain, what's her? Uh, the one that yes, yes, her. I cannot. Uh, Michelle Yao. Yeah, she is going. Her mirror universe evil version has joined Section Thirty One. Like she's only kind of evil. She's more of like an antihero. She is yes. going to be working for Starfleet in this universe in Section Thirty One. Okay. Separately from that, there is also a Picard series starring <laughs> Patrick Stewart. I I just had a ver- a vision of him like you know. Chief in uh, Get Smart. Yeah. He's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you there. Okay, so. Brent Spinner is Max, <laughs> Maxwell Smart. As, as we have discussed before, um, Discovery is movie quality TV, and uh, it takes place prior to Star Trek, the, the original series. But it is when a timeline where Spock is alive, but... Um, we don't we don't know how old he is because Vulcans live a really long time. Well, you do see younger Spock. Yes, in the that there they have alluded to the fact that Spock will be here mm-hmm. this season. However, he is not going to be the Spock that we met at the beginning of the original Star Trek series. Right. This is a this is the Spock. This is hipster Spock. Essentially, yeah. yes. This is hipster Spock before he got his act together. And uh, that's really just just look at the guy. It's hipster. It's hipster. He's got an ironic beard. Michael uh, Michael Burnham, the I, I who that, is you female. Could, you could say that's the main character. Yeah, of she Discovery is. is Spock's half sister, adoptive. 
Adop- yeah, adoptive, adoptive half sister. Yeah, but somebody well, pointed not half. At- She's his adopted sister. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. I was no. no I'm thinking Cybok. That's who I'm thinking of. That's yes. his half brother. Okay. This is his adoptive sister. I wonder if they'll bring him. No. Anyway, I think the fact that the creator of Star Trek said that Star Trek Five is not canon, like, yeah, I think that pretty much. Though you know, uh, I'm sure they've done nuttier stuff. Like, I guess we'll wait and see. So for those who don't know and deeply care, you do have Sarek. Spock's father and Michael Burnham, he raised her. Her parents were killed, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, you put together, like, that. Well, if Sarek raised her, that means. Yeah. So Spock shows up. That's, I guess, the the big deal. Spock shows up in this. Well, season two. Not even, like, up front. Like, your your big drop in episode one is Christopher Pike, who. For those of you not completely like baptized in Star Trek lore, is the captain of the Enterprise in the original pilot called the Cage. Uh, if you saw the J.J. Abrams reboot, Christopher Pike was played by Thor. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Bruce Greenwood played Christopher Pike. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right. Thor played <laughs> George Kirk. <laughs> Was just I just saw Ragnarok again last night, so I had Thor on the mind. Ignore what I just said, but still, he uh, Pike was in the Pike the is. New if one. you were looking at it, like he is the captain of the Enterprise yeah. before um, Captain Kirk. Yes, that's takes what over. I was trying to say. And Pike uh, references Kirk's father in that reboot that came out in 09. Yeah. and so you may be familiar with him there. Uh, if we could go on, but those who don't know don't care at this point, and those who do know, well, I'm sure we're leaving out his ID number. Uh, Anson Mount plays uh, Christopher Pike in this iteration mm-hmm. of it. Um, it, it if uh, any of you watched Hell on Wheels, he was the main character in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, he is ridiculously charismatic. He is likable, almost the direct opposite of Lorca in the first season of discovery, like, and yet you're watching it, knowing he's going to basically end up like a legless Tin Man. I mean, the Menagerie, yes. Well, unless this splits off from and that then time, he goes and lives pretend with that blonde woman who was in every show in the the sixties. Um, apparently later this season as well. Number one, who was originally played by Majel Barrett. Uh, Barrett Roddenberry, who went on to marry. Gene Roddenberry, hence the name Roddenberry. Would have been um, odd if her name already was. She was um, in in the pilot episode. The, she was the first officer. Mm-hmm. Um, she will be in there uh, this later this season, played by Rebecca Romaine. Really? As I, yeah. So I mean, they're doing a lot of drops of classic characters, and I mean, those aren't insignificant actors playing no. them either. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much. I'm I'm stoked as soon as you drop the name Star Trek. But, like, even if I was not, like, a fan, like, the, the first episode of Discovery was just solid television. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. again, movie quality, special effects, like, I, I mean, it's the, the, the moment-to-moment, like, just tension, like, the action. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, not necessarily on the scale that the J.J. Abrams 2009 movie was, but, like, it's a really good show, especially when you consider it's essentially just a television Right. Show. I mean, is an app show? Is that a thing? 
Mm. Can we call that? I'm just like, it's, it's really, really good. It's really solid television. Mm-hmm. We're I mean, only one episode in. Like, I am really enjoying it. I would not be surprised as much as I enjoyed Anson Mount as Christopher Pike if you saw him get a spinoff of his own. Because mm-hmm. apparently they're wanting to kind of brand this thing the way that Marvel does its movies where you've got, you know, three or four Marvel movies, you have a shared universe. That's what they're wanting to do with Star Trek on CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. CBS does not, Paramount still owns the movie rights, so they can't get into any of that. But CBS can pr- produce as many television shows as they want to. And we are available to be in all of them. And I'm going to tell you this, like, you want me to keep my subscription to CBS All Access year-round and not just keep it whenever Discovery drops? Like, if you've got a Star Trek show as soon as another one, like, let's say Picard pops in as soon as Discovery's over. Mm-hmm. The Section 31 show drops in right after that. The Let's say the the Captain Pike show comes in right after that. Mm-hmm. The, this has not been announced. Like, Pike this is me. Friends. Pike and Whatever you want to call show. Anson Mount as Christopher Pike is... It's good, t- like it's good television. I've only seen him for an hour. I would totally watch a show about this guy. Wow! And I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. I think a show about the adventures of the Enterprise with its captain would be successful. I I'm, think I'm there's just, a precedent. I, I wanna, I'm gonna, I'm going out yeah, on a limb because we don't know. Oh wow! I'm just all excited. about I'm just this. saying the adventures of the Enterprise under Captain Pike, which we know slim to nothing about. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. We're not going to get into it. Netflix is streaming solo for all of you who couldn't get your butts into a theater. You can now watch it for, I know Netflix isn't free, but you know what I mean. You can watch it. A very reasonable price. Yes. And uh, then realize that you were wrong, and it is a good movie. So there it is. Another movie on Netflix that you should watch, which I had to be convinced to watch, is Roma. Have you seen it yet? Is that the one Alfonso yes. Curran did? Yes. The for those of those uh, unaware, did Gravity, um, the third Harry Potter movie, mm-hmm. um, uh, Itu Tambien, mm-hmm. um, uh, actually have, have quite a fantastic director. Right. So what is interesting about this? It's kind of based on his life, and uh, it's about a young servant. I don't know. Let's say she's twenty. So it's a young servant to a reasonably well-off family. I mean, they can have a servant. Yeah. You know, she's not enslaved or anything like that. It's just she she has her own place to live, attached to the house. She's got a friend who works there, too. And I think there are maybe four kids. And he is one of the kids. And it's based on his life. And other than that poignant story itself, and it, there's nothing funny in Roma. But what is fascinating alone is how did he make that shot? And it doesn't really take you out of the movie. It's just when you see the, uh, I almost want to say, the all of the machinations of a Cecil B. DeMille film. Okay, maybe not that much. But it's all one person has to walk on in this specific direction. And when did they let that dog loose? And And this person had to hit the puddle right then for the car to go by, for it to affect this. There are not a lot of edits in these long shots, and they are amazing. Alfonso Curran is a just legitimately, like, this is the kind of guy that, like, studios need to throw money at him. Yes. If, if he can do... 
if he can do that with like I, I'm going to go ahead and say that that movie did not cost a lot. I, I don't know no. the actual figures, no. but I mean you're talking about breadcrumbs compared to like say what mm-hmm. uh, the second Transformers movie cost. Right. This is the kind of person you need to let have access to like the the pirates treasure of the studio like Mm -hmm. these people are making interesting insightful original films like let them let them into your franchise the the third harry potter movie warner brothers did that like basically reset the visual tone of harry potter Mm -hmm. after that the rest of the movies follow prisoner of azkaban Mm -hmm. and that is in thanks in no small part to alfonso curan being the one that shepherded that movie so there's for the most part uh i'm gonna say it's pg-13 um because there's there's one there's one guy full frontal for half a second and then there's there's a scene that is hard to watch uh because it is realistic and that's it so you can find that one point and skip over it if you if if whatever it's it's a quiet movie and it it's not a movie to be listened to you have to see it and even if you're not interested in the story look at it from a filmmaking standpoint he is a very visual direct mm-hmm. like uh gravity like if anybody said yes. the the um uh her name just let me sandra bullock mm-hmm. the sandra bullock movie that is not bird box um mm-hmm. like it is just it is a visual feast and yes. it is intense like it is honestly like i think my blood pressure went up while i watched that movie yes you're making me anxious just talking there's, about it uh, and like i'll tell you there's only a couple of films i thought really legitimately warranted their 3d like avatar was one of them mm-hmm. gravity is probably one of the only other films that i will say needs to be seen in 3d to get the full effect, effect of, of that George movie Clooney. i understand sure yeah <laughs> That's what I. That's obviously what I meant. So, uh, in my eyes, now by the time you're listening to this, the Oscar nominations will already be out, and maybe it, it, it's it is potentially going to be nominated, or he will be nominated. And in my eyes, what he has done here, filmatically, is similar to what Orson Welles did. Um, so, it's that big of a deal as to how he made this. I think like. Uh, Orson Welles did things that nobody had ever thought to do, mm-hmm. like with cameras, with the the narrative outline of a movie. Like they just they get outside of it. Like I, I think before it's all said and done, and you look back on the filmography of Alfonso Cuarón, you're going to be talking about him like with your Hitchcocks, mm-hmm. your Spielbergs. Like they're just they. They don't work within the the structure. They go outside of it and rewrite their own their own way to do things. Like mm-hmm. he is just he is a very outside the box thinker. And I, like I said, I think before it's all said and done, he's going to do something that leaves a lasting legacy on film in general. And Roma was never released, or maybe it was just released. I think it, it was. They did like a ten. Ten oh. City. It was one it of the was released so, enough so it could so be that it would be it would be eligible for Oscar. See, I wondered why I wasn't here. This Netflix film could be nominated That's because why. they can't. Yeah. Okay, they had to do a. a brief you have release. to have a theatrical run of at least at this and okay. blah blah blah. I don't know the exact rule, but you do have to be theatrically released mm-hmm. in order to be eligible. It is a, it is a riveting film, and 
Has it been canceled yet? Punisher 2? It, it has not been canceled yet. However, after after Daredevil was canceled, I, I that was that was basically the 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 death nail right there. Yeah. Um Punisher season two dropped, I think, on the seventeenth. And it was this is he still angry? Um no, he has solved all of his issues. He is no longer the Punisher, he's the forgiver. Oh, okay. I well, really strange. What? No, none of take. none of that. <laughs> none of that happened. Um, actually, I think he's angrier really? than he was, uh, and he was pretty angry for he a was season. Real angry. Um, whoever is Punisher doing, Smash. Whoever is doing the fight choreography for these, like, I had uh, I'd gotten off work and I had told myself, okay, I've got I, I have to cover. I have to get one of these at least for the show. S- oh, I thought you were going to say that you were going to work out. <laughs> no, no, that's that, don't be silly. Um, like I was, I ended up binging five in a row. Oh, is that good? Staying up until I think like six that morning. Like wow. I was eating while I was doing it, and I just put my food down. Like it's it's intense. Mm-hmm. Like. The Punisher is one of my favorite Marvel characters, and he's not, he isn't, he was never one that they were going to be able to feature. Well, I mean, I guess you could have in the Avengers, but like the Punisher has always been like M rated. Like it's like giving a a PG Deadpool. Like Mm -hmm. Punisher and Deadpool have to be M and R. Like they just do. Like if you ever, I don't think you read Garth Ennis's run on Punisher, but like. Punisher is not known again for his forgiving heart or his his subtle ways of convincing, you know, criminals of this that or the other. Mm-hmm. Like the Punisher for lack of a better term punishes people. Mhm. Um some would even argue that he enjoys hurting people. Oh, you think. Now, he does it to bad people, so I don't I don't find as much of an issue with that. Um but this current season, like, they did not skimp on the punishment. Like, mm. one of the episodes, um, they are trapped in a police station. Like, feels very, like, John Carpenter kind of assault on precinct, like, 13. Like, it, it's just, they, basically, they're trapped inside. They think that Frank Castle is a criminal. They've got him locked up. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he does a lot of stuff that really would make you think that he is a criminal. Nah. Basically, he can. He's like, let potato, me. Potato. He's like, let me out there. If I die, you haven't lost anything. There's like thirty guys surrounding this building. They let Frank out in like roughly all black into a forest, and you just start seeing people just getting clipped one, two, three, just one by one. He is just going through, and these are like trained black ops assassins. Again, not trained by Captain Picard. No, no, not those, not that, yeah, not okay. not that one. <laughs> oh, but oh my, God, like, it's just, it, like I said, it is the, the, the choreography. They have just nailed the Punisher in a way that the, I think it's three movies, you had the Dolph Lundgren 19, like 89, 1990 movie, which is awful. Doesn't even feature the skull t-shirt. Like, the... What's the point? I... It's like having a Batman that like doesn't have a cowl. Like I just I don't. <laughs> you had the uh, the one that appeared in two thousand four, um, and then you had the Ray I think Winstone two thousand eight or two thousand nine Punisher movie, and none of them really just they don't they don't get it right. So for you, Punisher, this you must see as a fan of these series, like of the comic books, like this right here. 
is the like Marvel got it right this time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes me even sadder that it's like I haven't got to the end of the season yet, but I'm trying to kind of marshal it out like a little bit, like even I I, I, this may be the last dose I get. Okay, Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm a diabetic and I've got some insulin and I know I've got to make it last because I don't know that. Like I said, they haven't announced the cancellation yet, but, but with the with Disney's impending Disney Plus, the fact that they have literally canceled every other series within a week of it dropping on Netflix, the likelihood that this is the last season of The Punisher and like guys, it's good. It is it's so like it is so good. Like it it's going to physically hurt me when they cancel this. And I it's understand. gonna it's gonna happen. Like if you hear about me like being hospitalized, this is why. You're listening to Binge or Cringe with Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens in the Hints Oakley Podcast Center. Center. Now, on Amazon Prime, I caught a very British scandal. Now, it's only three episodes, and it stars Hugh Grant, who is... Oh, Google it. How old is Hugh now? Close to 60? I think 62? he's 22. Okay. That's well, inaccurate. Well, Hugh Grant, always the, uh, the the affable rapscallion. I think that's, yeah. I believe that's actually what it will say on his tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is based on a true story. So much, so, this is what really got me. It said, based on a true story. So I looked it up, and the casting was such that everyone really looked like who they were based on just dramatically so and i just found that interesting um uh, i need to find out how old hugh grant is i'm looking that up anyway uh it's three episodes and it's about uh, what happened to someone who is a member of parliament and he no i just want to know how old he is man how, just show me how old he is. Do you, do you he want, was born in 1960. I was going to say, do you want me to operate my no. phone? No. Uh, anyway, he's uh, he he's not meant to look swoonworthy in here, but he looks like uh, a man his age. You know what I mean? He's not like all dolled up to be. He just looks like a, a man his age in the 60s and early 70s in parliament and you'll have him and his friends talking about something all the way over to the left only to be interrupted by these eggs are delicious you know it's it's it is a very british I was gonna, show that was the, the that was going to be my description yeah. it's very british and it's really well done and there's a lot of it that there's amusing but the main story is this member of parliament he he and his friends, also in Parliament, they tend to walk the line. And in that time frame in Great Britain, well, uh, that was against the law. So he takes up with a young man and gives him an apartment and all this stuff. And they spend a few years together. And he writes him letters and calls him Bunny. That man is still alive, by the way. And after years and years, there's there's really kind of a running gag. The guy lost his insurance card, which then meant it was like a right-to-work card. So he couldn't get work without this card. And 
He still doesn't have it. He's like 80 years old. Guy still doesn't have his card. Uh, so, okay, that's kind of amusing. Um, in a very British way. In, in a very British way, indeed. Indubitably. It's um, it's very enjoyable. And uh, I find I, I learned a great deal about it. And it helped a lot of things change in British Parliament. But it's fascinating and well done and it is very very british which i love some people find it off-putting but it's only three episodes so deal however that's, yeah how can it that's that's barely the commitment of a movie i know right it says there. like season one it's like season one and you just told the whole story a very british scandal season one it's three episodes you're done it's a it's barely a mini series. I know. It's a mini mini series. I believe that was a, it's a micro series. Misnomer. But it is uh, very, very um I was gonna say upstairs, downstairs, but that might not mean anything to you. It was BBC produced, very well done. And I could a lot of B, the BBC actually does a lot of high quality programs. Yeah, and that's what it was. It's it's kinda like a slightly humorous because there's some comedy going on there a slightly humorous miramax film that's very british yeah okay all right yeah Yeah. i think that's 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 pretty spot on right there yeah so a very british scandal on amazon prime and one one question about i i noticed this and i'm curious if you think the same thing star trek discovery is an addendum to what we were talking about earlier dropped on january 17th that date, if you reverse the month and the day, is 1701. Do you think that was intentional? Or do you. 1701 is the registry number of the original I Enterprise. I do think that was intentional. Like, there's no way that that, that was on that accident. That didn't just happen. I'm just like, I thought it was really cute when I looked. I, I looked at the date and it was 01017, and I went, wait a minute. There's no way mm-hmm. CBS did that with, with that. With like, somebody was just like, we're gonna do to the Star Trek and they were nerds. like, huh, they all love this. One seven zero one is the day we were released, Discovery season two. <laughs> yeah, that was done on purpose, and I can say that with no knowledge beforehand. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Going out. I mean, you're the one who's close with Shatner now because I've seen the photo. I, there, I'm just saying yeah. we were 45 feet away from each other. It's as if your family. A very cl- it's like we've had Thanksgiving um and shared an apartment yes. together. Very much so. In a Neil Simon comedy. Ah, uh, there are many more things for us to watch and I keep telling myself it's for the show. It's for the good of the people. That's what I tell myself. Yeah, okay, it works for me. So thank you so much for listening and uh happy watching cuz uh, I know I have a, a full plate. And again, Thor Ragnarok, I'm on the Ragnarok diet once a week. It's working out very well for me. Thank you very much. Twas spoon, indeed spoon feeding that hilarious. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.